Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. You're listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free with Deanna Yates, episode number 157. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Dr. Mina about how we can keep our skincare routines clutter-free while still getting the youthful looking and healthy skin that we crave. As a dermatologist, Dr. Mina is here to break down all the hype and tell us the real truth behind the products on the shelves. Well, hello again, my wannabe clutter-free friend. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. If this is your first time here, welcome. I am so excited you're here and you are in for a treat. On today's show, I am chatting with Dr. Mina about skincare. As a dermatologist, she has the insider's perspective so many of us crave. And today she is telling us how we can keep our skincare routines clutter-free so that we can get the most out of our products while keeping our bathrooms free from the stuff that we don't actually need. We talk about the products she swears by, the ones we can leave behind, how skincare is more important than just what your skin looks like, and habits that we can instill in both ourselves and our children so that we can protect them from the sun and premature aging. I have a list of products that she recommends and more information in the show notes, so be sure to check those out or go to wannabeclutterfree.com 157 to get those. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 157 for links to the products that Dr. Mina recommends. And just who is my guest today and why should we listen to her advice? Well, she really does know her stuff. Dr. Mary Alice Mina is a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon and leading expert on skin health and skin care. 
She received her medical degree from Vanderbilt University, where she graduated at the top of her class with Alpha Omega Alpha honors. She trained at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center for her internship, followed by a dermatology residency at Harvard Medical School, where she was selected as chief resident in her final year. She then received subspecialty training in Mohs Micrographic Surgery and Procedural Dermatology at Emory University. With over a decade of clinical experience, she is nationally recognized for her work in helping people maintain their skin health while boosting their self-confidence. She is also the host of The Skin Real, a podcast for people looking for real skincare guidance by true skin experts. I told you. As you can see, she is an expert in the field of skincare. I loved getting her real opinion and was surprised by some of the things that she suggested that we not only try, but also that we leave out. And I know you are going to love it too. But before we dive in, I'd love to ask you a favor. Can you please take a minute to leave a rating for this show? You can do it right now in the app that you are using to listen to this episode. And if you are listening on Spotify, you can even leave a comment about this episode. And if you're listening on Apple, you can leave a review for the overall show. And this week, I received a comment on Spotify from Brown Becky, and she said, Hello, I just found your podcast. I enjoyed it very much. Keep up the good work. And comments on Spotify are new for me, and I've been enjoying getting them on a few different episodes. So thank you so much, Brown Becky, for taking the time to leave me a comment. It makes me happy to know that you are enjoying the show, and I hope that it's helping you on your journey to living a clutter-free life. And you listening can do that too. Just head over to the review section in your app and leave me a rating and drop a quick comment or a review if you feel up for it and you can do that where you are listening. All right, well, let's get back to this episode and my conversation with Dr. Mina because you are going to love it. Well, hi, Dr. Mina. Welcome to Wanna Be Clutter Free. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Deanna. I'm super excited to be on here. Yay, me too. And I know my show talks about so many different things, but we are going to be talking about skincare today, which I'm really excited to get into. For my audience, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you are so passionate about skincare. Well, I'm passionate about skincare because I am a dermatologist and I'm also a 43-year-old woman. And I don't know many women my age who aren't also passionate about skincare, right? But I am a double board certified dermatologist. I'm also a procedural and surgical dermatologist. And I basically treat skin cancers every day, all day. And so it's really near and dear to my heart, sun protection and taking care of your skin because I see the ramifications of it when it doesn't happen. And I started a podcast almost a year ago just to help educate people the public about healthy skin habits and how to protect your skin, not just from skin cancer, but also how to keep your skin young looking or pro-aging, if you will, or anti-aging, just how to have and maintain beautiful, healthy skin throughout your life. Oh, I love that. I'm also 43, so I understand where you're coming from at that point of, yeah, you get to this stage and you're like, oh, okay. And I think a lot of it, too, is now I look at it from a perspective of I'm a mom, so I want to give our daughter good habits because I feel like so much of it are just built up over time, right? So yes, if I can give her information early and get her on these habits early, 
she will love me so much more when she is 43. I know she fights against some of it now, but we'll get into that a little bit. But I am really excited to have you on because, yes, I think there is a big duality here where you have one side where it's, yes, the skin cancer and the prevention from that side. And I want to talk about that. But maybe we start with a little bit more of what I think a lot of people think of when they think of skincare, and that is maybe their actual skin and keeping it looking younger and fresher and healthier. So can we start maybe on that path? Because I know you have an approach with that less is more mentality, which I love. And so can you walk us through that? Because I want to know what the doctors use. Like you are the full expert here. I want to know what you use and what you'd recommend. Yeah, absolutely. I get this question all the time, really when I'm at a party or out and about, people find out you're a dermatologist and I can't tell you how many times they want to know what's the secret, what do you do, what should I be doing? And there's a lot of misinformation out there and there's a lot of information overload and it's hard to know who to believe, what to believe. We are being marketed to all the time on new products, new trends, and it's super, super confusing. So again, I love that I can have a platform to let listeners know it doesn't have to be complicated. And I'm going to tell you what I do and what most dermatologists do. And if it's what the skin experts do, then I'd recommend you guys do it as well. And I know your listeners are on board with minimizing clutter and having a simple, clean routine. And that's really all it takes. So that's the good news, right? Now, I would recommend if you, for very basic, very minimalist skin habits, you really need three things. You need a basic cleanser, you need sunscreen, and you need a moisturizer. And for some people, that may be all they want to do, and that is totally fine. I like to be maybe a little bit extra, although I'm still pretty simple. I will throw in a vitamin A cream at night, which is a retinoid. The over-the-counter version is called a retinol. And I'm testing out, I'm trying out a vitamin C serum in the morning, which is getting a lot of talk and has really great research behind it. And so that could be your fifth one if you wanted to really maximize the anti-aging benefits and to really have sort of a maximum skincare routine. But again, it's only five things. It's not complicated. It's not expensive. It should take you about five minutes, if that, to do it in the morning or at night. Oh, I love that. I, and it makes me feel good because I don't actually use that many products. So, okay. Whew. The doctor's yeah. telling me that I could just stick with my simple routine, which again, I love. But let's talk a little bit about what kind of cleanser, right? So I, there's so many kinds of cleansers. Is there one in particular that you really like or vice versa, one that you recommend we all stay away from? Well, I don't have a particular favorite one. I'll tell you, I keep it really simple. My products, unless it's compounded or a prescription like the retinoid, you can get over the counter, you can get at the drugstore. And I think there's this idea that drugstore brands are cheap and ineffective and if you really want nice skin, you've got to spend a lot, which could not be farther from the truth. The, I'm not saying go for the cheapest per se, but go with companies like Neutrogena, Dove, Aveeno, 
these large companies that have spent millions, maybe even billions of dollars on research and their products have really good ingredients and research behind them. So that's what I recommend. And I just use a Dove white cleansing bar soap and I've used it for my whole life and it works great. And if I felt like it didn't work, I would change it. But I haven't felt compelled to go get anything fancier because it cleans my skin. I wash it off and it does great. So it can be as simple as that. Now, I know some people really want maybe something a little more elegant. They like the foam feel. They like that. Go for it if you want to. But just remember, this is a product you're literally washing off your face. So I would not recommend spending a lot of money on it. Now, that being said, I do recommend things that are fragrance-free, especially if you have sensitive skin. Now, if you don't have sensitive skin and you really love how something smells, that's fine. But we do know that fragrances can cause allergic reactions and irritation in people's skin. So in general, I just stick with really simple, clean products that say they're for sensitive skin or they're fragrance-free. And a lot of times they'll say dermatologist tested or dermatologist approved. And those are usually the ones that I go for. Okay, good to know. How about if we're starting with, so our daughter is nine and those tween years are right around the corner. What would you suggest for kids that are going through kind of puberty and their skin's changing and they're starting to go through all that developmental change? Keep it simple. Is there anything, especially with acne and pimples and those kinds of things coming up? What suggestions? Yeah. So if you do have acne, then you are going to want to look for perhaps a cleanser that has a salicylic acid in it, or you can get cleansers that say for acne-prone skin. And you also want to make sure they say non-comedogenic, and that means it won't clog pores. So yes, acne-prone skin, you may want to alter your cleanser a little bit, but what I would encourage you to help your daughter or anyone who's struggling with acne, don't do what I did when I was a teenager and tried to dry your skin. I rubbed my skin. I almost took a Brillo pad essentially to it. And I thought if I just scrub all the oil off, my acne will go away. And that actually is harmful and counterintuitive. So don't use a cleanser that's super harsh. Don't try to scrub your acne off. You still want a gentle cleanser, but maybe one that's formulated more for oily skin or acne prone skin. Thanks. Good to know. I just like to keep myself prepared. I like to be <laughs> prepared for things that are coming down the road just in case we need them. So how has your skin care or routine changed as you've aged? Because obviously our skin changes, everything in life changes. So has your routine changed much? Before I was a dermatologist, it wasn't as simple. It was more complicated. And I totally bought into the hype. I would see someone gorgeous on TV or on the internet. And I felt, oh, I need to buy what they have because I want to look as good as they are. And so I definitely was more gullible or would fall for sort of these marketing ploys. And again, when I struggled with acne as a teenager, I really tried to dry my skin out and scrub it. And I was very harsh with it. But as I became a dermatologist and I've grown older, my fortunately, my skin habits improved and I did struggle with acne. I tend to have more oily skin. But I have noticed that as I have gotten older and now I'm in my 40s, my skin is getting a little bit drier, which can happen. 
So in the past, I used to use a retinoid every single night and no moisturizer. And now I've discovered I actually can't do it every night, which is fine. And I do need a moisturizer. So I do notice my skin getting a little more dry. And so I'm bumping up my moisturizer a little bit, backing off on the vitamin A, the retinoid. Good to know. Well, and it's good to know that the retinoid and the retinol, just those kind of scientific terms that those are the same. One is just maybe stronger yeah. because it's a prescription and the other is the over-the-counter. So thanks for clearing exactly. some of those things up because like you said, there is so much information out there. And I feel like this industry is ripe for marketing. Like we are constantly being bombarded with marketing messages. I feel like something new is always coming out. They're always trying to proclaim some new research or new formula or so we always want to get the best. And because again, our face is our forward persona. That's who we are. That's who yeah. we show the world and we want to put our best face forward, right? That it's the saying. And yes. So thank you. I appreciate that you're pointing some of this out. But what are there things that have been marketed that really are splurge worthy? Are there products that you're like, I know there's this other version of it, but I really recommend like this one I love. It's worth the splurge. Are there any of those kinds of things? This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes, and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy, but it's not really a surprise considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. 
So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Well, I know you'll find dermatologists who will recommend certain medical, they call it medical grade or things they sell in their office. I The only splurge, and it's like a medium splurge, is I do... I do use a slightly more elegant sunscreen on my face. I use an Elta product because I really don't like the feel of a lot of stuff on my skin, which I know may sound crazy as a dermatologist, but I don't like a thick, heavy, caked on feeling with my sunscreen. And so I will buy a mid-range sunscreen like an Elta product and use that for my face sunscreen. But in general... I don't really think you need to spend a lot of money on your product. I really don't think there's that big a difference. What you're paying for is marketing. You're paying for the name. You're paying for a pretty package. But what you should do is look at the ingredients and what you're buying. Make sure it has the ingredients like ceramides, hyaluronic acid, L-ascorbic acid, what percentage. Look at the active ingredients. And you'll be surprised that they're the same in the drugstore brands and in the more expensive brands. And if you want to spend money on the expensive brands, fine. That's I have no plenty of people who do. Lots of my friends do. You don't need to, though. And that's my point. What I'm trying to say is you don't have to do it. If you like how it feels and that's what you want to spend your money on, then go for it. But do I really think it's better? No. Love that. Okay. So medium slurges are just fine. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And I Okay. So let's start talking about sun care because summer is around the corner. May is Melanoma Awareness Month. That is when we're recording this. This will come out in June. But I sun, sun protection is really important in our family. We lost my father-in-law to melanoma about 11, 12 years ago. And I think obviously that was a huge wake up call for us. And our daughter wasn't born at that time. And so we have been very diligent about skin coverage with her. But as she's getting older, it's getting a little harder because she's a, she has more autonomy. She puts on her own sunscreen. She does junior lifeguards. She's out in the sun for long periods of time. So we've tried to instill those really good habits. But let's talk a little bit about that. How can we protect ourselves? What are the things we need to think about as we're going into summer? What are those tips that maybe we're not thinking of that would really help protect us against the sun? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up it. May is Melanoma Awareness Month and Skin Cancer Awareness Month. And it's so important that we talk about this because melanoma, even though we nowadays do have some really powerful, effective drugs to treat melanoma when it's spread, there's still 8,000 people who die every year in the U.S. from melanoma. And when it's caught early, it's really treatable. In fact, you can almost even say curable. So that's why dermatologists, you'll hear us talking all the time about get seen. If you have a dark, concerning spot, come in, let us look at it. I would much rather tell you it's nothing than have you sit home for months and months with a potential melanoma. So it's so important that we talk about this. And I'm really glad you brought it up. Now, what we are discovering with melanoma is that it's probably not cumulative sun damage that puts you at risk for melanoma. It's more of these intermittent, really bad sunburns that can happen, especially early in life. And so it's great that you are thinking about this now and being really proactive with your daughter. 
And I do see this commonly with parents. I see parents being a lot more vigilant about sun protection than I know my parents ever were. So I do think we are getting the message out. And there are factors that can contribute to melanoma beyond sun that we aren't 100% clear on. We know there is a genetic component, but we do know that this sort of intermittent and these really bad sunburns, especially early in life, can predispose you to melanomas. It's also that our culture now, we spend a lot of time outdoors. We vacation outdoors. Having a sort of bronzed skin look is considered healthy and gorgeous and beautiful. And so people who are my complexion are trying to emulate that. And unfortunately, they're burning their skin, they're frying their skin, and it's really harmful. But I also just want to make a point. It's not just people with light skin who get melanoma. People of all skin types get melanoma. In fact, Bob Marley died from a melanoma on his toe that he thought was a bruise. It sounds like there was probably a delay in diagnosis because people just didn't think he he was someone who could get melanoma. And unfortunately, he did pass away from that. So again, everyone can get melanoma. So everyone does have to be vigilant about sun protection. And let me, I didn't answer anywhere near all your questions. (laughs) I'll go back through them. It's fine. We'll come back to it because I do want to let everyone know that going to, I've gotten lots of skin screenings and they're very simple and they don't have to take a lot of time and they're not embarrassing and they're not, I think a lot of people sometimes get concerned about going to the doctor, just make the appointment or right now, You might actually, well, shoot, when this comes out, people won't be able to do it. But look for skin screenings around because a lot of it will be community skin screenings. and You can go to those and there isn't a cost to them just so that it's being promoted so that people are getting skin screenings. You could probably Google AAD.org. That's the American Academy of Dermatology. And I know that they participate in a lot of skin cancer screenings. I know myself and my business partner in my office, we have done skin cancer screening. So I think they probably happen throughout the year. Okay. Again, don't let don't let that be cost or accessibility be an issue. Go to the AAD.org, see if there's a skin cancer screening near you. But again, yeah, don't be embarrassed about coming in. We do this all day, every day. And we would much rather tell you, nope, that's benign, nothing to worry about, and make sure there's nothing concerning. And what actually typically happens is someone comes in for one spot that's benign. While they're there, I say, well, let me go ahead and look at your face or look at your back. And then we actually find something that is concerning. So you never know, even if the spot you're worried about turns out to be nothing, it may still be beneficial to get in anyways. Yeah. And we had one of the positive things that came from losing my father-in-law, other than us being way more diligent with our child. We actually did host a golf tournament. He was a big golfer. He really liked golfing. We hosted a golf tournament for about five years. We raised $100,000 for the cancer institute there that he went to. So we felt really proud about that. But even better than that is we think we might have saved someone's life because we did have skin cancer screenings at the golf tournament and someone did have an early melanoma caught through that. Again, just go and she's alive today because of the possibly because of that screening. And it's just pretty exciting. So that was one of the things. Yeah, thanks. So I felt pretty proud about that part. Yeah, absolutely. When it's caught early, it's it's night and day. People do so well. 
and it when it hasn't had a chance to spread or to become very invasive. So again, early detection is paramount. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's go back to how do we make sure, what are some habits we can instill in our children for sunblock and sun care? Because again, kids don't really enjoy putting sunblock on. <laughs> Adults don't really enjoy it either. What are some of the things you found to help parents and just adults also put skin, put sunscreen on? Yeah, absolutely. I have, even I don't enjoy it. I'll put it on my face, but I'm, I don't love being gooped up and sticky. So again, find one that you like and you don't mind putting on. That's first and foremost, because if you hate how it feels, you're never going to want to put it on. At my house, I have an eight and nine year old. And we keep sunscreen by the door and they really like the sticks and they will put it on themselves. And I do try to go back and double check and make sure the ears were, they got the ears and things like that. So they like the sticks. So again, find whatever formulation your child likes. If they like, it might just be the packaging they like, right? In children, especially under the age of six months, we do recommend a mineral-based sunscreen, so a zinc oxide or titanium dioxide, just because of their their smaller bodies but large surface areas. But kids eight and nine, they really can do whatever they like. I think that the sort of sport sunscreens are really nice for this age group. Those are a little more water-resistant, so... Again, if they're going to be outside running, swimming, sweating, which they probably are, and maybe not reapplying in a couple hours, I find that that stays on a little bit better. Sometimes it's a little white, not quite as elegant, but for kids, I think they don't mind that as much. So I usually try to stick with something like that. And we always wear hats. So they see me put a hat on every single time I go outside. I'm a big hat wearer, not because I think I look great in them. I really don't care because I really want to protect my skin and my face. I work on skin cancers on the face all day, every day. And I just want to minimize that if I can. So I always have a hat by the door. If I'm going to be out more than about five minutes, I make sure I grab my hat or I'm standing in the shade. So they see me doing that behavior. They see me putting on sunscreen. And I also wear sun protective clothing a good Mm. bit Uh, at the beach. My bathing, gone are my bikini days for a number of reasons. (laughs) But I wear, I actually think they're cute, the rash guard sun shirts. And my kids wear those. And actually, they don't complain about it. In fact, my son, who's nine feels naked without it. So he will not swim without his sun shirt, even inside, which is funny. They, It's just become a part of their life. They don't even really question it. Now, I'm sure when maybe teenage years, I might get a little more pushback or even the tween years. But as of now, they've been wearing these rash guards and sun shirts their whole life. And they've been wearing hats when they go outside. And I let them pick whatever hat they like. So they have their favorites and they're usually pretty agreeable with that. So those are my habits with my own children. And again, it's going to change as they get older and they may fight you a little bit. And I would just tell your listeners, do the best you can. I can't say my kids haven't been sunburned and I can't say they wear sunscreen every day. I am not the one getting them ready in the morning. And I don't know if they put it on every morning, but certainly when they're with me, or we're going to be outside on the weekends. They're, they always have their hats. They always have their sunscreen. So again, do the best you can. Again, even what even just having them 
put on sunscreen or instilling these healthy habits is making a difference, even if it's not perfect every time. I love that. And I also preach the same thing. We just do the best we can. Right. Perfection is really unattainable. And let's make progress. Progress yeah. every day and doing a little bit better is going to be better than not doing anything at all. Yeah. And I, we also love the sticks. So our daughter does love the stick idea. It's funny. They yeah. look like deodorants, but I know. know. I'll put it on their face. It makes it much easier. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like the stick, but no, hey, they thing. like it. And what one comment I'll make for kids, for listeners who maybe have kids who are older, they have actually, and I do this with my patients, even in their twenties, they are not so, if you tell your kids, oh, you're going to get sun, you're going to get skin cancer, you're going to get a melanoma, they don't care or they don't really understand what that means. Yeah. But if you tell them you're going to, well, maybe not eight and nine, but you tell a 15, 16 year old or 22 year old, you're going to prematurely age your skin. You're going to get wrinkles or maybe they're even starting to get some lines around the eyes. That's going to resonate more with them than telling them. You may get a basal cell when you're 69. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, okay. so that's just one one little thing that I'll talk about with my patients who are maybe teenagers or in their 20s is just say, hey, this is really going to age you. And that does resonate a little bit more. Yeah. Those sooner effects, right? Yes. The things that are yeah. going to affect them sooner rather than later. Definitely. Well, and I think, too, if listeners here have tweens, teens that know who Bob Marley is to say, look, Bob Marley died of skin cancer. Right. That might give them a little bit more street cred to work with their kids right. on this kind of thing too. So that was an interesting yeah. little tidbit for sure. Okay. Now that we know better, we have done better, right? We are much better with our daughter than my parents were with me and nothing against my parents, but my gosh, right. in that day and age, people were laying out with baby oil on. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. We had a pool in our backyard and my dad and my sister may have put baby oil on to sit out in the sun. <laughs> Thinking about that now, I'm yeah. over here. Like I am literally like yeah. thinking about Well, that. I know. And I will say I have been in a tanning bed, oh, which gosh, right? I'm horrified to yeah. admit. But I didn't even think about bringing those up. Yeah. So yeah. again, no one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. But tanning beds, they're terrible. They're horrible. And I really try to get my teenage patients or people, their prom's coming up. And I just really right. tell them. To try to avoid those, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy alternative to the sun. It's it's just as bad, if not worse. So instead, opt for a spray tan. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, at least now we have alternatives. You can do the spray tans. You can do the tanning cream, right. which is like the spray tan, right? Yeah. Actually, how do tanning creams work? Are those okay or should we? Yeah. Well, I don't actually know how it works 100%, but it is total. I do know it's totally safe and you just have to be careful not to get it in areas where your skin's a little thicker, like your elbows, your knuckles, because it will turn more orangey looking. But I think the formulations have really improved over the last 20 years. So go for it. They are totally safe. You definitely dermatologist approved. So okay. do that instead of tanning. I also just like to encourage people to love whatever color your skin is. Right. Don't try to be a different shade than what you were made <laughs> to be. Yes. And at least nowadays, I do feel like there's more embracing no, what, no matter what color your skin is whether it's light, whether it's dark, we see more representation in 
advertising and media and things like that. Of course, we can always still do better, but I really just encourage people just whatever color skin you are, that's what you're meant to be and just embrace it and love it. Yeah. Oh, I like that part. Okay. (laughs) I was going to get into sun damage. So for those of us that didn't grow up protecting ourselves against the sun and have some sun damage, how is it possible to heal that? Is that, is that even possible? Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Yeah, so it definitely is. And we there are so many cool things that we have in our armamentarium nowadays. Of course, we would much rather prevent sun damage. It's way easier to prevent it or to treat mild sun damage than to take someone who has really run their skin through the ringer over years and years. So again, nothing is magic. Nothing is 100%. But we actually do have things that can work really nicely. This is why I tell people, keep your skincare simple. Save your money if you're interested for these in-office procedures that we know really work. You are not going to get miraculous reversal of your sun damage with a $250 cream. But you will if you spend a little bit more money and maybe do a chemical peel or a laser treatment. And these are really effective. And it really just depends on what kind of skin you have and what kind of sun damage we're talking about, what could be best. But yes, go see your dermatologist. And again, here is where I'll say see a true skin expert. Don't see someone who maybe doesn't have a lot of training in skin and sun damage. See someone who really does this all day, every day, and they may recommend, well, you actually, this would be, you'd be a better candidate for this or that. And they can come up with a plan for you. But again, if you're not going to sun protect, if you're not going to wear sunscreen, you're just wasting your money. So you have to really be committed to 
if you're going to invest the time and the money on these in-office procedures to prevent sun damage, you really have to follow up with strict sun protection in the future, or you've just wasted Hmm. a lot of time and money. Great. Okay. So this might sound like a really dumb question, but how do we know that the person we're going to is an expert in this arena? Yeah. So anything we need to look for? (laughs) Yeah. So make sure that they are a, they should be able to say they are a board certified dermatologist. Now, some people say they're a board certified physician. That just means they're board certified in something. You want to make sure they're a dermatologist. That's going to be the best person to address your sort of overall skin issues. And if you can look at the end of their name, it'll say, FAD, which is Fellowship of the American Academy of Dermatology. But the easiest thing is just to make sure they are board certified in dermatology. And then they have had years and years of training in the skin. And if they don't offer a particular procedure or treatment themselves, they can refer you to someone who can treat you. Okay, great. Good. Okay. It wasn't something like crazy I needed to look for. I just wanted to make sure that there was like, I didn't know if there was like, their dermatologist specializes in something in particular, but as long as they're a board certified dermatologist, we will be safe. Okay, great. That is yeah, cool. yeah, and no, perfect. There are dermatologists who have gone on and done subspecialty training and lasers or procedures and surgery and things like that. But I think your starting off point should just be a board certified dermatologist because they are going to be helping you with your whole skin, your whole complexion, and they can steer you in the direction of what might work best for you. Okay, great. All right. Well, that's pretty easy to do then. Okay. One last question I have for you are on some like gadgets and gizmos that I've seen. I don't have a lot of experience in these areas, but things with the rollers, right? So like the jade, I think most of them are jade rollers or like those masks that have the lasers in them. What are these things? What are they used for? Are they, do they even work? Thoughts on those? Well, (laughs) Probably not what I'd recommend if you want to be clutter-free. Exactly. That's why I don't know what they are. I don't use them. So again, this is gimmicky. It's hype. It's trying to emulate sort of an in-office procedure for being marketed at home, and you just aren't getting the same results. They're expensive too. So those LED face masks, at-home masks, the jade rollers, you're really not going to get or see a lot of difference in your skin. Instead, you're better off if maybe go get microneedling, go get a fractionated laser, or go get a strong medical strength LED treatment at your dermatologist. But again, these over-the-counter procedures and products, I don't put a lot of weight in those. And I think you are going to spend a good bit of money and be disappointed. Okay, good to know. All right. That answered my question. I wasn't sure whether I was missing out or not, but it sounds like I'm doing just fine. See, clutter-free is a really good way to live. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Well, Dr. Mina, this has been really helpful, and I know people are going to want to follow up, get in on your podcast, and listen to your information there. So can you share where people can find you? Yeah. Thanks so much, Deanna. It's been great. And I wish I was, I'm a wannabe clutter-free in the rest of my life. I wish I could be as clutter-free as I am with my skincare in the rest, but I'll keep listening to your podcast. But if people want to learn more about their skin and how to have healthy skin and kind of unsponsored, unhyped skin advice and guidance, they can follow me at The Skin Reel. And my handle on social media is at Dr. Mina Skin. 
Perfect. Okay, great. I know I've thrown you for a loop because we are just switching our, as I'm recording this, I'm in the process of changing my podcast from want to be minimalist to want to be clutter free. And so I apologize. I don't think I told you that beforehand, but my... Oh. <laughs> well, I listened to your last podcast oh, and good. you mentioned it. So. Perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> so my favorite way to actually to end every interview is with three rapid fire questions. And so my first one has changed a little bit. Instead of minimalism, it's what does clutter free mean to you? Clutter free means less stress, more enjoyment, having things that I care about and not feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> okay. Number two, is there anything we missed today that you want to make sure people know, or maybe something you talked about that you want to reiterate that's really important? Just something that if my listeners took one thing away from today, what would you want them to know? I would just want them to know that taking care of your skin doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be expensive. And to not always listen to the hype or the latest trends or the latest gizmo or gadget out there that you can have beautiful, healthy skin really in a very simple way. And in fact, I would really discourage, try to can cancel out all that noise that's telling you to buy this, buy that, do this, do that, and really just keep it simple. The things we talked about that really will pay off in the long run. So don't get overwhelmed and keep it simple. Love it. Love, love. And my final question is what is making you happy right now or in this season of life that you are in? Ooh, well, I am, I feel like I'm at a really nice point in my life with my career and with my kids. They're at a really sweet age. They are a lot of fun to travel with. And I am really excited seeing these these little people that they are becoming, these real people. It's just a fun age, as you know, with a nine-year-old. And we're just looking forward to summer and some fun trips and being together as a family. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, I do love this age. It is a yeah. great age. She's old enough to take care of herself a little bit, but not too old where she thinks she knows everything. Still wants you around, right? Yes, still wants yeah. us around. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, Dr. Nina, thank you so much. This has been really helpful. I love this message. I love what you're doing and how you're helping people. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Have a great day. You too. So what did you think? I learned a lot today and I hope you did too. I love that a board-certified dermatologist and skincare expert shared that we don't need a bunch of different or fancy products to get the healthy and younger-looking skin that so many of us want. Remember, I have linked the products that she recommends in the show notes, so go over there now in your app or go to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 157 to get those. After listening back as I was editing this, I realized that I didn't go back and ask her about her preferred moisturizer, retinol cream, or vitamin C, so I followed up with her and linked them in the show notes. Again, you can find those at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 157. And special thanks to Dr. Mina for telling it to us straight and sharing her knowledge. She is so personable, and I appreciate her making sometimes complicated topics seem easy and understandable. So thank you so much. And I would love to know what you liked the most from today's episode. Was there something that stood out to you? Let me know. 
You can comment in the app where you're listening to this episode or on the Instagram or Facebook post for this episode. I'm at wannabeclutterfree on both platforms. Or feel free to send me a DM too if you have questions about what we chatted about as well. Or come on over to Wannabe Minimalist Family Group. That's our group on Facebook, and you can join the discussion there. So as you can see, there are lots of ways to reach out and join in. So come on over. We'd love to have you. And before I forget, thank you to you for listening in today. It means the world to me that you join me each week. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful day, and I will see you back here next week for a reverse guest episode. So what does that mean? Well, that means that I will actually be sharing an interview I did on another podcast. It will be a fun way to see how I answer tough decluttering questions and help someone else through their clutter. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the episode, and I know that you will enjoy it too. So I'm looking forward to connecting with you and chatting with you next week. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wannabe Clutter Free. Cheers. I'll see you next week. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.